0: Welcome, everybody, to the Captain Spot. I'm your host, Justin Freeman. Six foot one inches, 275 pounds of fantasy knowledge. And the fantasy gods are smiling on us here tonight with a double-header Monday Night Football Edition. We'll start the game with Washington-Pittsburgh, and we'll move into the nightcap. With Buffalo, San Francisco. And that's the game we're going to be talking about here. The Bills are traveling out west to San Francisco. Looks like it should be a very tight game as the Bills are dogs on the road by just one point. Uh, Vegas looks like this is almost a pick'em. The total sitting at 47 right now. So we're talking about a pretty much straight down the middle. uh, Anybody can win it type of game. Total not too high, not too low. Just right in the sweet spot, baby. This is a great opportunity for us to win with depth chart knowledge because there are a lot of things that have changed with these two teams, especially on San Francisco who's getting a little bit healthier. We will not obviously be getting Jimmy Garoppolo or George Kittle back for this game. However, Tevin Coleman's back, Brandon Ayuk's back, Debo Samuel's playing. Everything's kind of starting to fill back together for San Francisco. That running back rotation is getting very healthy. They're now up to four true running backs in that offense. In fact, we'll want to be careful to pay attention to the inactives report to see if all four of those guys actually dress. But we're talking Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, and Jeff Wilson Jr. On top of that, Kyle Uschuk, fullback, also part of that offense as well. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Jeff Wilson was left off the active roster. But if he's on there, you know he's obviously the short yardage goal line specialist. You know, perfect opportunity for a guy who could come in and vulture a touchdown uh, from, from Raheem Mostert or Tevin Coleman or Jarek McKinnon, whoever's out there on the field. So four running backs, kind of a pain in the neck. We'll figure this all out. Now on the Buffalo side, everybody's healthy there as well. Keep in mind John Ross is on IR uh, as he was last week. but uh, So we're looking at mostly the same roster that we saw last week for the Bills. And, uh, you know, that includes an increased role for Gabriel Davis, who's sliding right into wide receiver three duties alongside Cole Beasley and, of course, Stephon Diggs. Now, if you think about how both of these teams would like to attack, I think, obviously, the Bills want to run their offense through Josh Allen. Allen provides a great floor-ceiling combo with the way he accumulates fantasy points both on the ground and in the air. You know, I don't think that the Bills can count on just being able to hand the ball off to Devin Singletary and Zach Moss in this game. So, Singletary Moss, not a couple guys that I'm super attracted to in this game. I think their best bet is going to be letting Josh Allen get loose and make some plays for this Bills offense. On the 49ers side, I think they would love to run the football. They've got a stable of running backs there at their disposal. The problem is trying to forecast exactly how we think that's going to go with Tevin Coleman inserted back in this offense. So, why don't we take a look at the pricing? At the four running back positions for the 49ers, we have Raheem Mostert, star running back, $9,600. We can expect the most from Mostert. He came back, played 40% of the snaps last week, got 48% of the team's rushes. If that serves as sort of a you know, minimum threshold for what we can expect for him moving forward. Then great. However, if that serves as you know sort of the median for him, it's a little bit concerning, especially as we enter another running back into this stable. Uh, I have a little bit more confidence than that, in Raheem Mostert. I think that serves as about a floor for him moving forward. He's clearly the best running back on the roster, and I think uh, Kyle Shanahan knows that and wants to get this guy involved. But let's talk about these other guys. We have McKinnon, $1,400. We have Tevin Coleman, $2,200. Jeff Wilson, $1,800. Now, each of these guys has a little bit of a role. And the one for Tevin Coleman is probably the least predictable at the moment. We don't know when Tevin Coleman's first game back, how much he'll be involved. He's sort of a jack of all trades. Um, You know, He can get involved in the pass game, get a little bit involved in the run game. Uh, Whereas, you know, Jarrett McKinnon, I think that's very concrete, the way the 49ers would want to use him as a part of this rotation. It would be strictly in in a passing game role, I think, at this point. Uh, Jeff Wilson, also very specific, you know, would be third downs, short yardage, goal line situations, like a third and one or uh, first and goal at the one. That would be where Jeff Wilson could come in, still a high value touch uh, from somebody in this offense, uh, such as Raheem Mostert. So, Overall, there's a lot of ways that that can get a little bit dicey, but Raheem Mostert's still the guy there. Tevin Coleman, the biggest question mark. McKinnon, your passing game guy, especially if the game got a little out of control, McKinnon would be the guy out there on the field. And Jeff Wilson, your vulture. So overall, you've got those roles down pat. The question is, you know, how are they all going to mix together? Uh, it's kind of a good opportunity for you to play multiple 49ers running backs in the same lineup. We know the field does not do this enough based on how often it hits. So feel free to throw two 49er running backs in your same lineup. Now, if we look at the pass catching options there for the 49ers, so start with Nick Mullins, I guess the the quarterback there. 10-2 for Nick Mullins. I think it's a little overpriced for what we can expect from Mullins, especially like uh, I I think this is going to be a more grounded attack for the 49ers. But there are some options he has to throw the ball to. This will be his best complement of receivers since he took over as the starter in this offense in week nine. So we'll have Debo. We'll have Kendrick Bourne, will have Brandon Ayuk, we'll have uh, Jordan Reed, all these guys will be rocking and rolling. Now I think the core three guys are Ayuk, Samuel, and Bourne in this offense. As great as Richie James played um, all those Thursday nights ago, um, if, if you'll recall his breakout game, uh, I think he's going to be the odd man out in this offense and that sucks for him. Uh, perhaps he'll be rotating in and might max out around a 30-40% or 40% snap share. But overall, probably not enough usage for us to consider Richie James. You know, it's going to be Ayuk, it's going to be Debo, and it's going to be Kendrick Bourne out there primarily. Now, uh, one thing that could be said as a um, you know added layer of benefit to Richie James is he has been out snapping Kendrick Bourne so far in this offense uh, over the last several weeks. In the last two weeks, 97% of the team snaps have gone to Richie James and 88% in the following week, 58 and 57 for Kendrick Bourne. So perhaps it's not so cut and dry between Bourne and Richie James. In fact, perhaps Richie James has overtaken Kendrick Bourne as the number three. Now that I talked through this, it's kind of helpful for me too to just look at those numbers and say, wow, uh, objectively Richie James is running ahead of Kendrick Bourne at this point. So good on Richie James. Perhaps he can be a part of this offense uh, as a bit of a wild card for you off the board. Because people are going to be interested in playing Ayuk and playing Debo Samuel, and deservedly so. Two guys who are absolutely stud playmakers and are going to be a part of this running game, too. You know, as we talk about dividing out the rush attempts to these running backs, we've got to remember to save a carry or two for both Debo and Brandon Ayuk, two guys who have a rushing profile themselves. So, overall, you know, the the targets have been flowing. Debo came and got 39% of the targets last week. Uh, Just tremendous usage there for Debo Samuel. If I have to pick a guy, it's definitely Debo. Even though he's $1,800 more than Ayuk, I think he's clearly their preferred option there in San Francisco. Uh, Ross Dwelly and Jordan Reed are your two starting tight ends there for San Francisco. It is uh, $800 for Ross Dwelly, $5,000 for Jordan Reed. Now, while I get it because uh, Jordan Reed tripled the number of targets for Ross Dwelly in the last two games that they've played... Uh, 15% versus 5% in week 10, 18% versus 6% in week 12. So overall, you know Jordan Reed certainly going to have the better target prediction. But Ross Dwelly, $800, that's just a hair north of men price. We can certainly be considering Ross Dwelly as part of our builds. Let's talk about the Buffalo side where Josh Allen, 11-6, uh, is also going to be a core part of the way we're going to build lineups. He's going to be uh, you know, just a big piece of of, you know, a big staple, like you can't count on a whole lot in this game, but Josh Allen being a part of the winning lineup is one of the things you can feel the best about. Now, obviously, that's not a guarantee, as nothing is in showdown in a one-game sample size. So, you know, if we think the field's overweight on him, we're going to fade him. If we think the field isn't on him enough, we're just going to lock him in. And I think probably the, the, the latter is the more likely to be true. Now, if we think about the running game, it is Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and um, you know, it looked like Zach Moss was had overtaken Singletary for lead back duties, but it you know, kind of flipped a little bit last week as Singletary got a few more snaps. But if you dig a bit deeper, uh, excuse me, it got a few more rush attempts. But if you dig a bit deeper, the snaps favored uh, Zach Moss, 60% to 40% in favor of Zach Moss. This is now four straight weeks that Zach Moss has out snapped. Devin Singletary. So I think uh, Moss, despite um, you know a little bit of flip-flopping here recently, is clearly the better option than Devin Singletary at this point. At tight end, you know, Dawson Knox is the Preferred option there, but Dawson Knox has been getting abysmal target volume and at 4k, just a guy that you can probably go ahead and X out of your player pool. Don't even worry about any of these guys here at the tight end position for Buffalo, instead focus on the receivers where it is Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and Cole Beasley, really tight three wide set. If we look at what happened last week, the first week without John Brown, 97% of snaps for Stephon Diggs, full-time player, 97% of snaps for Gabriel Davis, full-time player, 85% 85% of snaps for Cole Beasley, pretty much a full-time player. The only guy who slid in otherwise was Isaiah McKenzie, who got 19%, and one snap for Jake Kumaro. So overall, we can feel really good about that tight three-wide set. I don't think you have to get so unique as to play a McKenzie or a Kumaro, but if you wanted to, McKenzie would be the guy there. So overall, it's just a matter of where it fits in those price points. It's $5,800 for Gabriel Davis. That's a 1000 cheaper. Then Cole Beasley, obviously both of those guys drew 17% of the targets last week, 38% for Stephon Diggs. Just a big, big, big number. I think Stephon Diggs is certainly in play, not only as a flex option, but as captain as well. As we think through guys who have captain appeal, Stephon Diggs is certainly going to be one of them. So why don't we take a look at who our preferred captain choices are for the week? And it looks like Josh Allen rises to the top here For us as our top captain. And again, we don't always get quarterbacks there. In fact, we often get players at the receiver position pop there quite a bit. But Allen, his dual threat ability means he can get there without necessarily paying off somebody else. So Josh Allen, the best way to get there coming in at about 23% in our captain allocation. Stefan Diggs behind him, uh, deservedly so. And then I, mean, I think you can see Diggs getting there the most easily because of you know just what a big role he has in that offense, whereas the San Francisco guys have a tougher time getting there because there are just so many of them. Uh, you know, Stephon Diggs has both the upside and the target volume to go along with it. So Debo is after Stephon Diggs, and then we get a big tier drop down after Debo down to Nick Mullins, Cole Beasley, Raheem Mostert, and then it follows after that. So let's take a look at the flex appearances where, of course, Josh Allen, Nick Mullins, the two quarterbacks are going to be sort of core staples of what we want to try to get in there more times than not. If we're fading those guys, we're doing it for leverage reasons. And after those guys is Stephon Diggs, Debo Samuel, Cole Beasley. Beasley gets you a nice little floor there out of the slot. Robbie Gould, the kicker uh, for San Francisco. Uh, That's about as high as I've seen a kicker grade out. Here this year on uh, on these captain spot appearances, and so here in the flex, Robbie Gold gonna be a big piece of that. Jordan Reed, Raheem Mostert, and you see, there's Mostert, there's the first running back there for the 49ers, and you see where you you know how often he's appearing, just a little bit north of 20% in the flex. So overall, we're going to have to make some decisions as to how likely these gar- guys are to appear and how exposed we want to be. A lot of that's gonna have to come with building a handful of lineups, get a feel for what you think the field is going to do, and then make your decisions based on that. If you think the field is gonna be overly high on Raheem Mostert, he's a great fade because we can't project that volume with any degree of certainty. And even if he gets a big workload, he's not guaranteed to be in the winning lineup. So there's a lot of reasons to fade anybody in showdown that you think uh, has more paths to failure than to upside. So overall, we got the information we need. We'll rock and roll. Make sure that you like this video. Subscribe right here on the Mayo Media Network YouTube channel. You can find my YouTube channel at youtube.com/slash spot. That's Thursday night shows and Sunday night shows each and every week. Subscribe to the Captain Spot YouTube uh, podcast feed. How about that podcast right on your phone? Go check that out and find it on Apple Podcasts uh, wherever you're getting your podcasts. Go check it out. You'll get three. Um, three showdown feeds right in your, uh, what do you call it? Right in your app, each and every week. So that's all for us this week. Hope you guys run hot. We'll see you uh, next Monday for the Monday Night Show. See you Thursday over on the Captain Spot YouTube channel. Good luck, everybody.